to a new season of AdLib, the York Theatre Royal podcast. Where we interview industry professionals to get an insight into the theatre world. I'm Henry. And I'm Jessie. And this week we're interviewing Lydia Cottrell and Ashling Lally, um, who are both part of the SLAP Festival, which is coming to York Theatre Royal on the 15th of February. This year it's slightly different and it's a taste of SLAP, and you can catch all of the action of SLAP Festival in one day. Hope you enjoy! joined by Lydia and Ashling uh, from Slap Festival. So Lydia, introduce yourself a little bit. Okay, yeah, so, yep, yeah, I'm Lydia, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm one of the co-directors and founders of Slap in York. So Slap stands for Social Live Art Performance and we program festivals and events in the city, um, really trying to incubate talent that's in the city as well as bringing international performance artists to present their work in York. Great, amazing. And Ashley? Hi, I'm Ashley. Um, I'm a student at the University of York and I'm the writer of Messy Eaters, which is a part of that festival this year. Great. Amazing. So listeners, loyal listeners may know that Lydia, you were on it last year for SLAP 2019. Mm-hmm. So how did that all go in the end? Well, <laughs> in a flurry of <laughs> intenseness and craziness. No, it was absolutely amazing. So for us, SLAP 2019 was a big step up in our size. So we ran 13 events in six venues, I think, across all different areas of the city, programmed international work and local work. We had stuff between traditional theatre shows to immersive stuff to one-to-one. And it was just really amazing from the start of the festival towards the end, we were starting to sell out shows. People were going crazy, wanting to get tickets. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, I couldn't come because I was at a ticket and all this stuff. And I was like, well, you know, those four months beforehand, I was telling you to buy one. <laughs> but no, it went absolutely amazingly. And we had a really great review in The Guardian and just got to meet a lot of people from York, in York, just really happy that there was something affordable that they could go and see and engage with theatre in a different way. So for us, it was really amazing. A lot of hard work, but then really humbling at the end to see how everyone responded to it and enjoyed it. So yeah, really great. Did you have a personal highlight? Oh gosh, actually I'd say the personal highlight, oh there's probably two, so the personal highlight would be would be the one-to-one performance that we did in the Degray Room, so it was one performer in a giant ballroom with a male choir, but just for one audience member at a time, and the reaction to that when people experienced that was just phenomenal. Then I'd probably say, oh, there's quite a few. Someone, um, we had Samia Kennedy perform at um, and this zombie piece, and so which is really crazy. There, this zombie that just stands there, and some people in the audience just came up going, I have no idea what this was. I just came along, but that's <laughs> amazing. I would have never experienced any. I never thought I'd experience anything like that. So that was amazing. And then at the end. Uh, final party which was dry home just having the dance floor full of people that didn't want to go home and just enjoying it I know um, the rest of the team we just all turned around like oh this moment actually shows all how much that hard work is really yeah. worth it to see a whole room of people having an amazing time and you did that yeah so sorry that was free <laughs> <laughs> um, did you find there are any sort of major challenges that you 
expect or because you've been doing slap for a few years now yeah rightly so what was kind of challenges in making it bigger this year well last year well, first of all, it's the coordination. So SLAP is just a tiny team. It's just two of us. And I think a lot of people think that SLAP's this organisation, and it's not. It's just two women with a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> and then having to just going, gosh, we've got these events on, and it's going on for nearly a week. How do we do that? Um, so we'd have to we'd get into one venue and set up. So starting the day at, like, 8am, setting up for that artist in that venue, making sure it's right, the show would be on, then the show would finish at say 10pm, then we'd have to get everything out, so we'd be getting home at about 2am, ready to start the next day getting up at 6am, and we did that for a whole <laughs> like week, and it was absolutely crazy, um, but it happened, and we were all there, it was so funny, by the end of the last event, People were talking to us, and I had just gone like, <laughs> like blaze. <laughs> but it's really, yeah, it was. So that was probably the hardest thing, just going that physical like toll on the body. Because each day we were having workshops during the day, then two performances, uh, and then like on the Saturday there was like performances throughout the day. Some were outside. Oh, and the whole time of that we had a community project going on along at the same time where there was a community castle in one of the works that they would perform on the Saturday. So it was just a lot of really right. Thank goodness York is quite small of the city centre yeah. itself. Yeah. So that we could like easily run around on foot. But I think with my Apple Watch <laughs> at the end of the day I was doing like something like sixty thousand steps oh and that's just across the city. Um, so tiring, that's probably the biggest challenge. How did you look after yourself? That's, yeah, that's actually a big it doesn't thing. doesn't sound like you did it. No, it's <laughs> a big thing is self-care is so important. And as artists, I feel we give that up a lot, especially in that sort of situation. And so this time around, we've got a couple more staff members, which is <laughs> really good. And um, to be honest, this time as well, we're really looking at, we're working with York St. John University actually for them to like learn how to run a festival. Yeah. And so they're MA students that are actually working for the day on the festival. So it's like, oh, we're going to have some more bodies and some more people that have been a bit more involved. And actually, because we had volunteers last time, but they would just turn up and do the day. So that actually we're having volunteers that are using this as a learning experience yeah. and are a bit more involved yeah. in the run-up. So they understand the whole process a bit more. But yeah, afterwards I didn't speak to anyone for about four days. I just laid at home and watched YouTube. <laughs> just didn't get out of bed and ordered takeaway. <laughs> I was just like, I'm dying. <laughs> so 2019 slap was uh, big, really intense. And mm -hmm. how would you, so 2020 slap is called a taste of slap. Can yeah. you explain what that means? So as going forward, um, because me and Sophie as well are really busy being artists and wanting to maintain really high quality, we've decided that each year it will be alternate. So one year we'll have a big festival and then the next year we'll just have a one day mini festival. So this year it's on the 15th of February and we're calling it a taste of slap because it's a taste of what we do and what we put on, but you still get the chance to see six performances in the one day. And, um, but also it's called Taste of Slap because this year we have a theme and our theme is around food, 
which is really exciting. So all the stuff that comes around with sharing. Well, we think food is one thing that brings people together and it's a way of using a catalyst to bring different groups of people together to experience things. And we thought, yeah, a day around food would be really interesting and really cool. And we've got some really great work that uses that sort of theme and to present work in really different and unusual ways as well. So, yeah, taste of slap. <laughs> so how did you come up with the idea for the food in the first place? So, the, the whole food thing came about kind of organically, actually. So, we last year, in the run-up to SLAP, we went to some of the open drama nights at the drama barn, and then that's where we saw Ashling's at the very beginnings of her play, Messy Eaters. I we spoke about that, I think, after on the recording. I think we spoke about it on the was podcast. Was it on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. So, like, did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. so at that time last year, yeah, we, I saw that and I was just like, this is great. I really, really loved the work and thought it was awesome. So then me and Sophie were talking about what do we want to do with this one? So we were like, it would be really great for our smaller events to make sure that we work with some artists in the city. So then we got in touch with Ashling and we were like, would you be interested in um, if we give you a small a, a commission to be able to develop that work into a place so there we had one so messy eaters which is about food <laughs> it's a collection of plays then within that we really wanted to program tea intolerance um who do this amazing project where they have a tea trolley uh, it's a durational work but you can go up and talk about different topics. The tea trolley serves up what they say, piping up hot topics instead of tea <laughs> and dishes out dialogue instead of digestives. And we thought that's awesome. And then we were really interested in the binaural dinner date work. So which is where you go, it's for a big, it's for audience of 20, but you sit opposite another person and have a dinner date with headphones and you get talked through the dinner date. So oh, wow. we'd, pro we'd had the idea of those three works and we're like, wow, okay, this seems to be forming some sort of um, theme. Then we were talking to York St. John University about their students' work and then we got told about Cyrus' work, so which is um, I Am Mixed. And the work is where you sit down with her and she serves food from, um, from her Irish and Pakistani heritage. So we're like, perfect, <laughs> that fits really well. And that's for a really small audience as well of 20 people. Then Dry Hump is our queer cabaret. So as soon as we were talking to them, we we're like, can it all be food themed? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, totally, we can do that. And this year Dry Hump's gonna be in the degree room. So oh, wow. a big, from going from the Crescent to the degree room is very much, way more opulent <laughs> and with tables so they ran with that theme and then the last thing to fit into the equation was canopy art from Levante's dance theatre and we've seen this work before and it's amazing the um, two performers have these amazing costumes on but they create edible tattoos on your body so it's they create a canopy on you that you can eat so Everything really nicely fell into place around the theme, and we actually really enjoyed creating something with a theme and yeah. going, how can we make this a journey? How, what will the audience experience? What show will they see going on next? And is there always something to do? So yeah, it was really fun. So it, it grew organically, but then all of a sudden, as soon as it all clicked into place, like this is so exciting, <laughs> this is amazing. So yeah. Amazing. Ashley, from your perspective, mm -hmm. how did you get involved with SLAP? So, do you want to explain what an ODN is? 
Yes, okay, so an ODN is um, short for Open Drama Night um, at the University of York and you basically can pitch, it doesn't have to be a full script, it can be just an idea, um, but you pitch it to the Drama Society at the University and then they select, I think it's one every Monday night, is it? Yeah, they, actually this term I think they had like a lot more applications, they were like, oh, we could try and make a weekend of it, cause it um, and they had a weekend of ODNs as well. And yeah, so it's just an opportunity to um, to play around. It doesn't have to be a full-length play or anything, but play around with anything. It can be poetry, drama, um, uh, musicals, anything, uh, any student-written thing that you want to put on. And yeah, it's just a really nice way to develop your work and then you can get um, audience feedback as well, which is really, really helpful in developing ideas. So, so what was Messy Eaters like as an ODM? So it was two short plays then, um, and now it's five. But um, they weren't linked at all in any way. So there was Sunday Roast, which is the first one, and the Tiger who came, no, the Tiger that came to two. Yes, and now it's developed into five, and they're all sort of smallly linked. Um, yeah. How did the idea for the concept come about for you? Well. Yeah, it, it was weird. So I, I was in Ireland, because um, my family are Irish, so we go there and, in the summer. And the only reason I started writing Sunday Roast, it was, I think it was, it, I'd been looking through Twitter or something, and it was, I think it was the Greg's vegan sausage yeah. roll. Do you remember that, that big controversy? And I was like, wow, people are actually going crazy. Like some people were like, what the hell is this? And then other people were like, oh my God, it's amazing. So I was like, wow. And it, a lot of, I think at that time that I wrote it, um, veganism was really taking off into more of like a trendy thing and all these different views were coming out and I was like, wow, it's just food, what is this? Um, and there was no Wi-Fi in this bunker <laughs> in Ireland and everyone else was asleep and I was like, well, I can't sleep. And I was like, well, I need to entertain myself somehow. So I just kind of wrote it, um, kind of for me, I never really imagined I'd even put it towards an audience. I was like, I'm just... I've never tried writing, so I was like, oh, I'll just give it a go. Um, and then the title came to see, I wrote that a few weeks after, and I was in Costa, and you know how <laughs> um, JK Rowling apparently wrote Harry Potter in Costa? I was like, oh, I'm gonna like pretend to be her. <laughs> and that was literally it. I was like, oh, this is, and, and they were, weren't really linked, those two. Um, and then when I got to uni, I was like, I'd always done a bit of acting, and I really enjoyed that, but I was like, oh, It'd be really cool to, in these three years, um, you know, try other roles in theatre and see what else works. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted to write, so maybe. So I just submitted those two, and I was like, oh, I, I won't get it because it's not really a play, and it's only. Bleh. But then um, I pitched that and got that, and then started working on that. And yeah, so it was really fun to just see it come to life because I never even thought it would be in front of an audience. So to have gone from like that little bungalow in Ireland to like <laughs> now, it's really cool. So since you did the ODN, what's been the process for you? So Lydia obviously got in touch with you, yes. and then tell us what happened from there. <laughs> so Lydia, Sophie and I had some meetings, um, most of them were, I, all of them actually were at YTR, yeah. just in the foyer over coffee and stuff. Um, and so initially it was kind of, you know, hearing what um, what's that all about and what we'd like to do. So the idea was to kind of write a bit more um, as a sort of anthropology, yeah, I can't even speak. Um, a sort of food anthology. So instead of basically, we wanted it to be a bit longer, um, and yeah. So I was thinking, okay, so that was two 
that I did at the ODM, so let's add a few more. So it's, as I say, it's now five. And yeah, because yeah, when we started having conversations, I think what happened when I saw it, um, actually for Slap as well, it's really, it's a lot different to actually work with a writer and have a play. We yeah. often commission devised work and stuff like that. But actually when I saw the two plays um, at the ODN, I felt it really had this vibe of just something that's a bit different and a bit special. And so as we were thinking about it, I told Sophie about it and we were talking about it. And we kind of enjoyed as well that they were different and maybe not interlinked. So then we proposed to Ashley the idea of what if it was an anthology play that had lots of different like vignettes or sections around different aspects of food. And then Ashley was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> And another thing that was really helpful with um, Lydia and Sophie also offered a um, sort of dramaturgy service mm-hmm. as well. So I'd come to them like, oh, I've written this thing, can you check it out and stuff? Um, and then they kind of came back for me with notes. And um, it's really, really nice to kind of, because I was kind of writing it, as you say, it's um, two, five kind of different ideas. I'm thinking, what can we do here? And like some, that what it is now is nowhere near where it started off because I was writing all these weird scenes and some of them worked, some of them did And I was like, well, scrap that, scrap that. So that was really helpful, just having someone to be like, what do you think of this? Because yeah. I think when you're writing, I think in general, if you're writing something, what it's like writing it just on your laptop is so different to kind of hearing it said out loud or, you know, giving it to an onlookers. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the opportunity as a student to be like mentored through yeah. writing a play to be put on at a festival yeah. is like really cool. I can't think of any other festival that does that. There's a few different things, but uh, different festivals that do sort of like development as well. But as part of what we do at SLAP, we were just like, there is two universities in this city that have performance courses, and to be able to work with those is really important to us. Also, what happens, I feel, when people, well, I myself graduated from York St. John, gosh, in 2011, and um, so did Sophie. And we both have gone off and worked everywhere else. Kind of the reason we made Slap was because we still haven't. We've never performed in our home town. And we've performed all over everywhere else doing lots of different things. And when we were doing that, we were seeing loads of other work. So we're like, oh my gosh, it'd be great to make a platform in York for uh, work that we've seen and then also work from here. And then, so we thought it'd be so good to have a connection with the two universities so that we can help kind of retain some talent in the city. I think people come here and then they go and they go off and it's like, well, if we could enable them and nurture them (laughs) and then, um, yeah, so to enable them to create and nurture the talent that's here and give people in the city an opportunity to perform as well is really, really important and we love that exchange that we program international and national touring work Mm -hmm. with local talent at the same time so that then audiences that might be like oh i'm going to come see this because this is an international touring thing but then it's like oh but also at the same time you can see uh, work from a local um, artist and local performers and we think that's really important and it's a big part of our ethos as well is to create work and opportunities for people in the city and to put on events for people in the city. So not all this big stuff, but actually to really focus on finding audiences here, mm-hmm. yeah. And one thing you do is you have your flexible pricing. Mm-hmm. So how long have you always had that as part of the festival? We've had that since 
October 2018, yeah, we brought that in. And that actually, yeah, the flexible pricing thing is just because we feel it's really important. I feel that there shouldn't be any barriers to accessing performance or art. And I find a lot of theatre tickets start at like £15 upwards, and that's quite expensive. (laughs) Even for me as an artist, I find a lot of stuff expensive. But the reason we came up with the sliding scale, so yeah, you can either pay £3, £6, £9 or £12. And we thought that's the fairest way for everyone because if you can afford a £12 theatre ticket, it just to be honest and pay that £12 so that enables somebody else to go and see the show for £3 but then make sure that we can pay all of our artists and everyone in the transaction kind of gets looked after. I feel it's really important. So with that though, we never ask anyone to prove their financial situation, we just ask them to be honest and that's we could just hope people are good. <laughs> does, does it work? Uh, like it definitely does work. I think the way that we phrase it is just that to make sure that, yeah, if you can't afford £12, please pay £12. If you can't, that's okay too. You can all do that. And if, if you're just asking people to be honest and fair, most people are good people. <laughs> they are honest and fair. Yeah. So that's really important to us. Yeah. So we just have faith. <laughs> but for last year, it worked really well. And actually enabled us um, because the gosh was it the year before that we had to work with the where we're doing studio shows with their ticket pricing at that time, and we just found a lot of people were like that's such a barrier for us because you've got four shows on and we just can't afford that. So then it was a big conversation. We knew that we wanted to do that for us across everything else, and then conversation with the theatre, and then they actually really backed it. So which is really cool. We're really happy that they did and also now we we targeted that they don't have the booking fee we pay that amount the administration fee with box office that comes out of our budget instead of having the audience to actually pay that which is really important to us as well because that happens a lot you're going to pay for a ticket and it's 15 pounds and then all of a sudden there's an extra two pounds like being added on and you're like what what's this um so that's really important that we're just really um transparent yeah we're really transparent with how that works and how we fund what we do and what where people's money goes to do you have arts council funding yes we do so how we fund is so we're not an organization we don't have a lot of money (laughs) we don't do that we work project based so how we our work is heavily subsidized so um that's important for us to be able to pay our artists their full fee and to pay all of their travel and their accommodation and um, also, what was I saying? Subsidised? Yeah, so so then, so how we pull together a budget is um, we will have an idea for the work and the artists that we want to work with. We then contact those artists and find out how much their work is, like how much it costs to bring. Um, especially when you're bringing international work and stuff like that, that cost is quite high. And then we'll work out, oh, so then we need to put um, 10 artists in a hotel, and York's really expensive <laughs> for hotels. So we're like, that's that much. Um, then we have to think about, we have to pay photographers and designers and 
we have to pay for our print and our marketing. So from that way, we pull together our budget like that. Then we approach venues. So really, we go, do you want to support this in any way? Can you give us, the, how much support can you give us? Can you enable us to use this venue for free or this, sort of like that? Then we just have to be quite blunt to some other organizations go hey we want to do this and we need this much money <laughs> can you give us any money and then from that we're able to then we'll apply for the arts council yeah. and we've been really lucky that we've developed quite a good relationship with the arts council now and they've been they've supported us for quite a few of our projects now and they've always come to everything that they do and they really believe in what we're doing. So that's really nice. Even so much so that when artists go to them saying, we've got this work and we want to present it somewhere, the Arts Council are actually recommending us <laughs> as a company for them to get in touch with. So yes, it's, it's very expensive what we do and what we put on, but we like to make it in a way that it isn't expensive for the audiences. Because for us, what the most important thing is is getting audiences to see work and experience um, um, yeah, live performance in a way that they wouldn't normally do. And yeah, money is always a hard one with us, but if we wanted to run commercially, we'd probably say it would be around 80 to 90 pounds a ticket. If we were going to run without yeah. any subsidy or yeah. anything like that, that's just me thinking of it, but it'd probably be around that amount. And I think that's the thing that's really hard with um, performance and theatre people going, oh, it's really expensive. And it's like, yeah, actually, but especially when you see a show with a musical, you've got mm. the main cast, then yeah. you've got the ensemble, and you've got the pit musicians, and you've got this stuff. But even then, on a much smaller scale, arts, not just that day, so say a fee for work is a certain amount of people, well, they're earning loads of money for that day. I'm like, yeah, but that's work. That's probably been three years of work to get yeah. to that performance yeah. and stuff like that. And I think people need to understand how much time and work goes and all of actors, producers, performers need to eat, need to yeah. <laughs> sleep and stuff like that. So it's one of those things. I think we could do in the industry to be just more open about what um, we earn or what, how much time, how much money our time is worth. So I was just at um, Clay Centre for Live Art, York, Live Art Yorkshire and they had a scratch pot sort of weekend called Newt and the next day we were having a big discussion and then that's where I decided just to be really blunt, how much do you charge for a day of your time? And just to have that open and people are scared to say oh my time is worth this yeah. it is worth this so i've gone on a big rant about money now but it's something i've been thinking about a lot and how we can change the industry to make sure that artists get paid and looked after and that audiences though are able to see the work yeah. and how to juggle all of that with funding money people yeah <laughs> cool. So beyond 2020, what's next for SLAP? What's next for SLAP? We have a lot of ideas in mind, so we're hoping to be back for SLAP 2021. Um, but we're hoping to do some stuff that's a bit different, go out into the city. I don't think I want to share too <laughs> no, much fine. yet, because a lot of it is 
blue sky thinking. We'll get through this. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice we have this massive dream and then we have to filter it down and go, what can we actually <laughs> achieve? So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, how do people get tickets? How do people get tickets? So, people can get tickets through York Theatre Royal Box Office. So, all of the tickets are through there. Um, there's only four shows which are ticketed and two which are free. So, that you can just turn up at... Um, so all the information is on the SLAP website, which is slapyork.co.uk and the York Theatre Royal website. And we're on Facebook and Twitter sure. and Instagram and all of that good stuff. Are all of the shows at York Theatre Royal this year? Yeah, all of the shows are at York Theatre Royal this year. So you can year. just stay there all day? Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know, should I go, <laughs> oh, should yeah, go, through, go through them? Yeah, yeah I'll go through part. everything. So yeah, we're taking, we have six performances on and it's taking over kind of all the different areas of the theatre. So we have Tea and Tolerance, which is free to come to, which will be in the cafe, which is running from three till six. And that's the one that we were just talking about with conversations and stuff like that. So just turn up to that one if you want to go to that. Then we have Binaural Dinner Date, which is, there's two showings of that, one at three o'clock and one at five o'clock. Again, that's in the cafe. And it's a bit of a different experience. You can go as a couple or you can go on your own looking and they'll match make you with someone. And as part of the show, you sit at a table opposite somebody else and you wear a pair of headphones and you get given instructions of what to do. At the same time as that, so we've got Iron Mixed, which again is on at three o'clock or five o'clock. So you get you can see both, just see one at one time and one at the other time because it's just a small audience. And that is a show where... Um, you get to sit down and enjoy lots of amazing food and then Sarah will talk to you about her heritage and her life story from being mixed race. Um, what else have we got? Then we have Messy Eaters, which is in the studio, which you've heard a lot about. Uh, and then during the day as well we have Canapé Arts, which is the one with, I don't even know, headdresses and you get a canapé made on your hand that you can eat. That's free, you could just come along to that. It's in the foyer. And then we're ending the night with Dry Hump, uh, Queer Cabaret Night, which will be in the Degray Rooms. So yeah, you can turn up from three o'clock and be entertained all the way till midnight. Wow, really so, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if you did it all at a three pound ticket, the whole day would cost you 12 pounds. Amazing. So. Yeah. And that's on the 15th of February. 15th of February. Oh, it's a really good alternative Valentine's Day. Yeah. Especially yeah. binaural dinner day and stuff like that. If you are struggling to think of something cool to do for Valentine's Day, slap would be a really good thing. <laughs> cool. So we'll wrap it up Very there. exciting. But thank you so much, both of you, for coming on the podcast. Thank again. you. Um, and yeah, so we'll see you on the 15th. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with all the <laughs> last bits. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Lydia and Ashling for giving us a taste of what is to come at the Slap Festival oh, this year. Oh, yeah, I didn't anyway. know how I was going to finish that sentence, that Henry. You just. No problem. But it, what's amazing though is what we were saying is it's now been pretty much a year since we started the podcast. Yeah. So thank you to everyone that's still listening. We're not sure why, but thank, thank you. Thank you to new listeners as well. Yeah. We need you. <laughs> so do tell your friends, family, whoever, theatre people, if they want to listen. It's good fun. And they don't yeah. have to be theatre people. That's very no. exclusionary. Sorry.
You can listen if you don't like theatre, but I'm not sure why you would. <laughs> can we do a different version? Yeah, of that? we should not do that. <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, sure. Mm. Um, and as we were saying, Jesse, this is now pretty much a year since we started the podcast. Don't say as we were saying. And Jesse, guess what I've realised? That'd be nice. <laughs> and Jesse, have you realised something? It's been a year since we started the podcast. A year? A whole year. No I don't know way. how I've put up with you for this. January long. 2019 to January 2020. Whoa, who would have thought it? That's what it would say on our gravestone if we gave up right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite interview been so far? Do you know what? It's actually one that we haven't released yet at the Ooh, time of a tease uh, for next week of these people listening so um yeah mm. what's your favorite episode henry the ones where i've been recording with you <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking which is how many it's quite a few yeah 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 they were my favorite <laughs> as well actually <laughs> Uh, no, I, I I enjoyed the first one we did with uh, Dave Hearn from Mystery Theatre, so that, that was a lot of fun. What, are you saying it's only done from there? <laughs> well, pretty much. Um, but yeah, thank you to everyone that's listened. Like We do really appreciate it, um, and we hope you enjoy what we've got coming up next. Yeah, thanks for supporting us. We've had the best yeah. time. And, yeah. Um, yeah, tell any people who haven't heard it to yeah. uh, tune in. Give us a subscribe, like, follow, I don't know. You Comment? Can do, yeah, subscribe, give us a rating, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the season. Bye! Bye.